The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, it is time to continue the new strategy in categories of top five players from clubs or certain categories. And ladies and gentlemen, tonight I will give you my top five best players in the history of Juventus. Now I thought finding my top five players for AC Milan was a difficult challenge. But for Juventus, well that was not any better for me. But you know what? The fact that it was a major challenge, that's what's part of the major motivation for me. When there's a challenge, it's motivation challenge to do all the research and I do it that is my job I'm a journalist now somebody many of you won't agree with my top five and again you know everybody has their top five it's difficult to agree on everything because soccer fans have certain players they admire while some of them there's other players that some play fans don't care about now this one was so difficult now some of the ones that I snubbed I don't want you to worry I will be talking about them but the problem is I just didn't include them in my top five but at the end of the day, my personal assurance to all those players who didn't make my top five, it's nothing personal. It was just so difficult for me to handle at the beginning, but you know what? I went for it. Challenge accepted. It's all about the new magic that I'm creating for this show. And again, shout out to all the loyal listeners who helped this show grow to help motivate me to try something new, to take on new challenges. <laughs> Alright, so here we go. My top five players for Juventus. Well, my first one really... Well, actually, you know what? It was actually pretty difficult to decide my first one because it was down to two legends, okay? And one of them, rest in peace, and I will get to him. He will be mentioned. But this one, I felt like, you know what? Michel Platini, in my opinion, I have to really see him as the greatest player for Juventus. Some might say that I'm, you know, biased because I'm French. Look, I assure you that this has nothing, with, this has nothing to do with me being French. This is just the 
accomplishments and all the hardware that, and everything that Michel Platini did while he was playing for Juventus. You know, when people nowadays, they think of Michel Platini, they think of all the bad things, you know, as a football administrator, you know, uh, you know the president of, uh, of UEFA, you know, the Union of European Football Associations. You know, he was, you know, ever since he was banned, you know, I believe in uh, 2015, and the ban is actually going to last until 2023. I have to be honest, folks, I really do not tend to focus too much on the negativity because it, it's tough. But, you know, for Michel Platini, you know, and this was advice from my dad because he, he would always say, look, as corrupt and all the bad things Platini has done as the president of UEFA... You know, because my dad was in France in the 80s when he arrived in France, and I believe in 1981, you know, my dad was watching Platini in France. So my dad loved Platini when he was a, when he was in his 20s. I mean, he's always going to be a fan of Platini as a player. I really do believe that Michel Platini is my, is my dad's favorite soccer player of all time. So Michel Platini, you know, nicknamed Le Roi, which is the king, which, as we know, that, you know, from his leadership skills... His unique ability to play the game, his knowledge of the game, his skills, the fact that he was an absolute prolific goal scorer. Ugh. I mean, to be known as the king, you you had to earn it. I mean, let's be honest, all these major nicknames by any player, they are they are all earned. So Michel Bratini, before he got to Juventus, he played for Nancy and then played for Saint Etienne. And I believe he he actually became the first French player to ever actually play in Italy. Unless there's something else that I'm missing, but I'm really not sure. I did the research to the best of my ability, and as far as I know of what I came up with, Michel Platini is the first French player to play in Italy. So, man, you know, and looking at all the accomplishments, you know, it's just absolutely incredible. You know, and before I, you know, go through the Juventus accomplishments, you know, let's not forget that in 1976, Platini, during that time, you know, was actually part of the of, of, of the French Olympic uh, French soccer team that went to the, to the Olympics, you know. So that was actually pretty uh, pretty interesting. But I mean, you know, in the 80s, when France really hit that peak in the 80s, you know, Michel Platini captained the, the French national team to win its first major national title which was the European Championship in 1984 and you know France winning that one on home soil so you know and if i remember correctly you know the European Championship in 1984 Michel Platini finished as the as the uh, tournament's top scorer when he had 9 goals total and 2 years later in, in 1986 in the World Cup in Mexico you know he was a you know a huge part of you know, helping France you know reach uh you know the semifinals where they lost uh, to the, in, they lost to West Germany and then you know eventually took third place. So and then after that, France kind of you know fell down and you know Platini you know, when he re retired in you know in 1987, you know I, I can't imagine how difficult it must have been for him to retire because you know he retired at, you know at a young age. So and I really do quite honestly wonder you know you know what what, what truly made him want to retire at a young age. I don't know, but anyway. Back to uh, Juventus. So now looking at the Ju at his Juventus accomplishments, you know it's just absolutely astonishing. Two Serie A titles, one Coppa Italia. You know, winning the Euro the Champions League, which at the time was the European Cup. You know, was a runner up and a um, a champion. 
who was the runner-up in the 1982-83 uh, European Cup, or Champions League, if you want to call it that, but at the time was the European Cup, where, where they lost to German club Hamburg. You know, and Paolo Rossi was actually the top scorer of that tournament, and, uh, and Paolo Rossi, well, don't worry, uh, he is in my top five, so here's a little bit of a spoiler. <laughs> he is in my top five. So, anyway... Anyway, so going back to the uh, European Cup, so yeah, won it in, 80, in the 80-45 season when Juventus beat Liverpool to win its first, its first title, and Michel Platini was actually along with uh, a Swedish, along with a Swedish player by the name of Torbjorn Anders Nielsen. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Platini was actually was the joint top scorer with that guy with seven goals each. So I'm trying, you know, looking at the final, you know, going scrolling all the way down, you know, again when they beat. Uh, Liverpool, uh, Liverpool, you know, oh man, you know, must have must have been an extremely boring game. Excuse me, I'm actually looking at the wrong one. I'm so sorry. There we go. I mean, Platini scoring, you know, it was actually kind of a, a difficult final. Platini scored on a, on a penalty in the 56th minute to get Juventus to lead, and Juventus held on for it, beating Liverpool. So, and also going back, he's also a European Cup winners uh, champion, won the European Super Cup, the Intercontinental Cup, you know. Really quite, really quite the career. You know, played for, for with Juventus from 1982 to 1987. So, so incredible. You know, and looking at these, you know, the three-time Ballon d'Or. I mean, won it three consecutive times in '83, '84, '85. Oh my goodness! Yeah, the three Ballon d'Ors. I mean, you know, I really have to put him in as the number one for Juventus player. He's also a member of the Italian Football Hall of Fame. You know, World World Hall of Fame soccer, you know, as well. World Hall of Fame of soccer member. You know, he's actually, you know, in 2017, he was actually put in Juventus' greatest 11 of all time in 2017. And, man, so, you know, even winning, uh, you know, se several orders, uh, you know, in France, you know, winning the Chevalier of the Légion d'Honneur, the Officier de la Légion d'Honneur, Officer Officier, of the old national du mérité, I mean, Michel Platini, you know, really did his country a great service. Uh, like I said, it's a shame that it's a shame that his uh, time, you know, as the uh, football administrator, is just really tells a different story, right? It's a damn shame. I mean, uh, again, you know, trying to focus so much more on the positive, but you know, I want to see if there's anything more positive before I close out the. Thing on uh, Platini, we all remember he you know, was the co-organizer of the '98 World Cup, which took place in France, and France went on to become the world champions for the first time. He's actually the first former player to be elected as the president of the uh, Union of the European Football Association as well. So, yeah, man, you know, looking at everything with Juventus, you know, I'm actually quite, I'm actually quite, um. Curious to see, you know, uh, where you in these uh, basically in these records and st statistics as far as uh, he, he goes. You know, I'm actually wondering why I didn't think of that think of that earlier. So I'm actually kind of looking at it, the club records right now. Let's see, and a lot, a lot of, a lot of stuff. You know, yeah, right there. You know, man, kind of getting a little uh, lost right here. <laughs> Sorry. Uh huh. Ah, the top scorers in a single season. Well, well, I fit that description, but well, 
Well, unfortunately, he's actually not in the top 10 scores, you know, for Juventus, but some of the players that I mentioned aren't in the top 10, so I'm actually going to keep this uh, window alive, uh, keep it up, so. Anyway, so now we, so uh, I guess the, the greatest accomplishment, you know, he helped Juventus win the European Cup, you know, three-time Ballon d'Or champion, so, you know, won several titles, you know, with uh, Juventus, you know, really, you know, scored so many goals, you know, you know, and looking at, looking at, uh, speaking of uh, Platini, you know, I got to actually got some extra notes right here. I almost forgot about these, you know. Got everything, you know, piled up right here. Yeah, right here. You know, Platini, again, you know, th the three Ballon d'Or, you know, the European Cup, you know, two Scudettis as well. Man. Yeah. It's a shame, th it's a shame, you know, the source where I got some of these notes, it reminds of the career after the, his career after retirement is what tarnished the legacy, so it's a shame. So now that we're done with, uh, now we're done with Michel Patini, now we go on to this one, and th th this was, and, and I already mentioned his name, but my number two best Juventus player of all time is Paolo Rossi. Now I know that a lot of my Italian, a lot of my Italian uh, listeners here are probably going to question why I put Platini first over Rossi, and, uh, look, as I assure you, it, 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 it was it was nothing personal. I mean, actually, it took me two hours to decide how to go with this order. So, yeah. And, and don't worry, you know, on the on this show when Paulo Rossi unexpectedly passed away, you know, I did pay tribute to him. So Paulo Rossi has my respect and always will. You know, have one of the greatest players of all time, and, and only like like in the eighties, you know, he was a great player to watch as well. D died on December 9th of two thousand twenty. So, anyway. I'm okay. I'm juggling through these notes again. So. Spalo Rossi. Man, man. We all remember uh, how he led Italy to the World Cup uh, title back in 1982. You know, scored six goals in that tournament to be the top scorer. To win the Golden Boot and was also the Golden Ball Award winner for the best player of the tournament. And you know what's interesting about Paolo Rossi is that he's only one of three players, and apparently the only European player to win all three awards at a World Cup. So that's that was actually pretty interesting. And you know in 1982, Paolo Rossi also won the Ballon d'Or. So yeah, 1982 was certainly uh, Paolo Rossi's great year, best year. You know, and let's keep in mind, Paolo Rossi had two stints with Juventus. The first one was from '73 to '76. And then he re returned and played it from 1981 to uh, 1985. And we all know the that that match-fixing scandal that he was a part of. You know, th I believe that that's actually when he when he was playing for uh, Perugia. But you know, in the 79-80 season, I believe he scored 13 goals, and Perugia uh, was basically, uh, or he was involved in in a, in a betting scandal and. Uh, and Paulo Rossi would, would end up being banned from soccer for, I think, it was for three years, but the, although it, it would later be changed to two years. And and as a result, Rossi was unable, was basically unable, was in a, ineligible, I should say, for the 1980 European Championship Tournament, So where Italy went on to finish the fourth place. And, and Italy actually hosted that tournament. So, so you know, really, so during his best days, you know, 81-85, you know, him being part of Juventus again, you know, winning the World Cup and you know, being winning the Ballon d'Or. It's oh boy, I mean, you know, when he scored uh, that hat trick against Brazil in the quarterfinals, man, you know, had even two more goals in the semifinal match. 
Paulo Rossi really, like I said, you know, it's, it's no exaggeration that 1982 was was truly his best year. So you know, you know, going through uh, you know, his uh, accolades, you know, with Juventus, you know, a two-time Serie A champion, you know, winning the Coppa d'Italia. He was also part of the European Cup. Uh, we won it alongside Michel Platini. You know, individual you know awards. You know, again, the Ballon d'Or in 1982, the a the Serie A top score for the 1977-78 season. He had 24 goals. Man. You know the World Soccer Awards Player of the Year, 1982. Again, again, my point: the World Cup Golden Boot, the Golden Ball, everything. I'm, t- <laughs> you know, uh, it was inducted into the Italian Football Hall of Fame in 2016. He's a gold, considered a Golden Foot Football Legends Award winner in 2007. One of the Euro- the European Cup top scorers of the 1982-83 season. Incredible, absolutely incredible. You know, I want to take a look at that lineup from the final. When Juventus won that European Cup, I am so curious to take a look at that final. So, so we take a look at the lineup from that final, I should say. Oh boy, I'm just having so much difficulty speaking. Well, yeah, Paolo Rossi started alongside uh, Michel Platini, so yeah, it was good to see them both win at the same time. You know, playing it alongside together. So you know, Platini and um, Paolo Rossi. No doubt in my mind, you know, we're, we're, we're a unique dynamic duo, so, yeah. Man, Paolo, Paolo Rossi just really, oh boy, man, you know, him passing away, you know, I was so curious to ask, you know, some of these soccer fans that were fans in the 80s, you know, you know, a lot of them just remind, you know, telling me, I wouldn't say remind me, I would say, like, telling me how incredible Paolo Rossi was, so, man. And now looking at the Juventus uh, records, well... You know, I'm curious, you know, I'm going back, you know, seeing how many goals Paulo Rossi scored with Juventus. Well, in his in his first uh, spell, he actually didn't have any goals. He only had, like, he had no appearances in Serie A. He only had three appearances in, in a Coppa Italia play. So, you know, so from so in the 73-74, as well as the 74-75 season, Paulo Rossi only had three appearances for Juventus, and it was only in, in Coppa Italia play, so, Yeah. Didn't go so well, but you know the second spell, you know his first se- you know his first series in 1981-82, you know really only had three appearances, you know had only three appearances total, scored one goal, I think, and then I'm not sure exactly what ha- what had happened, it must have been the, that ba- oh yeah that band probably, and then in his fir- his uh, second season, you know in his return, you know had a total of 23 appearances, so. So in his second spell with Juventus, he had a total of 44 goals. So, yeah. So even though, yeah. yeah so yeah. So you know, it, it really was really a no-brainer to, to include Paolo Rossi because when it comes to you, talking Juventus history as well as talking a history of Italian soccer period, you, you can't talk about it without mentioning the name Paolo Rossi. So so far, you know, I got you know two Ballon d'Or winners. You know, Juventus. You know, already so far that that's four Ballon d'Ors total. You know, a World Cup champion, a European champion, you know, both winning the European Cup, you know, together, which, you know, today was the Champions League, but back then it was the European Cup. Oh, boy. All right. So now we're, we're, we're through two. So we got Platini and Paolo Rossi. Now we're number three. Now this is a guy that is actually, I, I actually watched a lot, you know, as a kid. You know, I mean, this dude, really incredible. I mean, when it comes to, you know, 
everybody asks me who's my favorite Italian uh, footballer of all time. You know, the the truth of the matter is, he didn't play for Juventus, but you know, but but I'm not gonna name my favorite player because that's another story for another time. But this guy, you know, I had nothing. You know, I, I could not help but respect him because you know he was just that kind of guy. Look, you know, he was impressive. You know, you you really you really just could not you know, you really just couldn't deny it. But. But this guy, you know, and as I, as I mentioned, all these guys are so unique in their own way. But this guy, you know, just, I, don't, I don't even know where to, where to begin you know, when it comes to uh, talking about him. But let me go and uh, pull up his name, you know. I'm going with all my notes on the computer. You know, putting the notes on the computer is always a very risky thingy. But this, but my number three, Alessandro Del Piero. Who played for Juventus from 1993 to 2012? Played at Juventus almost half of my life. Because I was born in 1993, and then in 2012, I was 19 years old. 19 years he played at Juventus. The first 19 years of my life, Del Piero was at Turin playing for Juventus. A total of 513 appearances, 208 goals total. Of course, in international play, he played with playing, you know, in his native Italy, 1995-2008. You know, was part of the victorious 2006 Italian squad that won the title at the expense of my national team, France. And I'm still heartbroken about that, but you know, I'm not gonna take that. I'm not gonna take that away from Del Piero because Del Piero has my respect. He always has and always will. Along with you know Andrea Perlo, you know, I, I always considered you know De, Del Piero and Perlo, you know, two. Two Italian footballers that I both have a lot of respect for, but so and you know according you no know, the fact that Del Piero is such a high prolific goal scorer, if I am correct, he's actually the second highest all-time top scorer for, among Italians in all competitions, with a little with about three hundred and fifty, I believe. But I mean, that's just you know unbelievable, unbelievable. Let me say it one more time. The current second highest all-time Italian top scorer in all competitions. And yes, my notes right here confirms it. 346 goals. He's also, I believe, you know, he's the joint ninth highest uh, goal scorer in Serie A history with a total of 188 goals in Serie A play. Like I said, you know, there's a reason why Del Piero is on my list. I mean, uh You know, Looking at all through his accomplishments, you know, I, I just did not know where to begin, you know. And I'm looking at, you know, some of the... Uh, and I saw Del Piero, I, I should have mentioned, he's Juventus' all-time leading scorer. Hmm. I mean, how incredible is that? How incredible is that? <sighs> you know, I'm, I'm just like, you know, really kind of losing my train of thought, but man. I think right here... You know, Del, Del Piero, you know, winning seven, you know, winning a total of 16 titles, you know, for Juventus during that time with or trophies, you know, it's, you know, Del Piero really did Juventus and his, and his uh, national team, you know, just a great service. I mean, did his country, Italy, you know, extremely proud. Because, you know, I got all these notes right here, you know, I'm just so dumbfounded, I don't even know where to start, you know. You know, he's actually also the fourth highest scorer for the Italian national team, total of 27. And I believe that's that's actually, actually that's alongside uh, Roberto Baggio as well. Yeah, man. 
you know, looking at, through everything, you know, had you know, quite the lengthy career, you know, I believe he retired from, officially retired in 2014, you know, but, you know, played for Juventus, you know, after that left to go play uh, for, for an Australian club and for Sydney FC, and then I believe he briefly finished his career, he played for an Indian club, you know, had only 10 appearances and scored one goal, so, oh boy, you know, we all remember the goal celebrations of Del Piero, we just remember how unique he was as a player, but man, now I'm looking through the accolades as well. You know, look at, at these records. You know, all-time appearances for Juventus in all competition: seven hundred and five. Second most appearances for Juventus in Serie A: four hundred seventy-eight. Most appearances for Juventus in the Supercoppa Italiana: a total of eight appearances as of 2017. He's the, again all-time leading scorer for Juventus. The second most minutes played, uh, second most holder for second most minutes played. You know, for Juventus, a little over forty-eight thousand. Most appearances for Juventus international club competition with one hundred and thirty. Man, third highest goal score from a penalty spot in Syria with fifty, and third highest goal score from free kicks in Syria with twenty-two. Italian all-time score from free kicks in all competition with a total of 52 goals. 46 at the club level and 6 with international duty. He's the Italian player with the most seasons with 10, go 10 or goals or more across all competitions. Most goals scored by an, international, by an Italian international as a substitute with 5. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <sighs> yeah. And I'm not even done, you know. This was some of his records, you know. And I have all these on the list. And now I'm looking at, you know, from the honors, you know, on the senior squad, on the senior squad, you know, for Juventus, you know, winning the Serie A title several times. Let me count: one, two, three, four, five, six. Six-time Serie A champion. A one-time Coppa Italia champion. Won the Cop the Super Coppa Italiana five times, 95, 97, 2002, 2003. Won the Champions League in 1995 and 1996 season. When uh, Juventus won its second title, beating Ajax in the final. Won the UEFA Super Cup in 96. Won the Intercontinental Cup in 96. And then won the UEFA Intertotal Cup in 99. And of course, with Italy, won the World Cup in 2006. And look at these individual awards, you know. You know, there's just too much to go through, but I'm not going to go through them all. But, you know, he, he was the Serie A top assist provider from the 99-2000 season. Won the, uh, was the top scorer of the 97-98 Champions League tournament with 10 goals total. Was the top scorer for the 2005-2006 Coppa Italia with 5 goals total. The Golden Foot Award in 2007. Man... It's incredible, you know, a, a event, you know, an Italian football Hall of Famer, you know, also a Hall of Famer for the Sydney, for Sydney FC, man. Just nothing but a lot of respect. Just incredible for how amazing Alessandro del, del Piero is, and you know, even though I was, you know, even though it, it was, I was pissed off how Italy beat France, you know, I was I was happy for Del Piero. I was happy for Perlo, and you know. Also for Francisco Totti because those are all players I, I have nothing but great respect for. So I, I was still happy for those guys personally. So 
you know, I kind of felt like, you know, since I, I, I've been a fan of Del Piero since I was uh, about five years old, you know, watching how incredible he was, you know, during that time, you know. When France beat Italy in, in the 2000 European Championship with Del Piero was part of, I was like, you know what, we're even, you know. He lost he lost to us, and he beat us for the world title. So I, so, so I guess, you know what, we're, I'm, I'm at peace. I'm at peace with it now, so. Man. Incredible. Incredible. So that's number three. So I've got Platini, Paolo Rossi, and Alessandro Del Piero. So I've got two more to go. But before we get to the next two, ladies and gentlemen, please allow me to take a quick break. Please do not go anywhere. Into the Net FC. We'll be right back. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. And ladies and gentlemen, I am back. I am the Bear of Texas, and I am giving you my top five players in the history of Juventus. So again, my first three was Platini, Paolo Rossi, and Alessandro Del Piero. Well, you know, not my fourth one now. This is really where I'm going to get freaking biased big time. You know, and, and some people, now some people are probably going to ask, are probably going to tell themselves, well, I'm actually surprised that Bearman did not put him as the number one. If you know me very well, and I'm sure that some of you heard me say this a million times, who is my childhood hero? Who is my favorite soccer player of all time? That would be Zinedine Zidane. So now I know that a lot of you out there are actually asking yourself, huh, Alex, why didn't Alex put him as his number one? Because as much as I love Zinedine Zidane, I just think that Zinedine Zidane as the best Juventus player of all time. Maybe in my personal opinion, if I was a, not a journalist and you know, just a soccer fan, I probably would have had him. But now that we're speaking objectively and to be realistic, we have to take this. We have to really be honest. So, but I, you know, having Zidane as my number four, you know, and now some people are gonna say, you know, I put Del Piero ahead of him. Look. The, the truth of the matter is, look, Del Piero played from Juventus for 19 years, okay? In Zinedine Zidane's case, it's it's different, you know? And, and, and we all know, you know, Z, how, the story about Zinedine Zidane, you know, going to Juventus, you know, because what's interesting, you know, when he joined Juventus in 1996, you know, that story was, 
when Newcastle United of the English Premier League had a golden opportunity to sign the young Zidane, who was 24 at the time, but they didn't want to. They felt that Zidane was, quote, not good enough, unquote. Unbelievable. So they passed on it, but Juventus saw the potential in Zinedine Zidane. Juventus took the chance, and it worked out so well for them. You know, won numerous trophies with Juventus. You know, two of them were Serie A titles. You know, while he was at Juventus, you know, he won the Ballon d'Or in 1998. Also, the won the, the FIFA World Cup, you know, for France. You know, when France were the hosts. Man. Looking, you know, the fact, the, the fact that, you know, that Juventus took the chance on him while Newcastle decided to get so arrogant and pass up on him. Juventus saw the potential. And it worked out well for Juventus. So, you know, looking at how Juventus took the chance, it's it's just unbelievable. See, Juventus, I believe, you know, had just, you know, was at that, at that time, in 1996, this was the 96-97 season, Juventus had just won the Champions League. So, and I believe that Juventus went, went to the Champions League final again, but they didn't win at that time. They were unable to retain the title, although they came extremely close. But... You know, seeing, you know, when Zidane, you know, made an impact with Juventus immediately, helping, you know, winning the 96-97 Serie A title, won the 1996 Intercontinental Title Cup, and I believe he was also named the Serie A Foreign Footballer of the Year, you know, in his first season, so. You know, and, and this is what makes me happy. This, this is another reason why I love Del Piero so much. Because, you know, at, when he was at Juventus, Zidane played, you know, behind uh, Del Piero. Because Zidane's a midfielder and, you know, Del Piero was, you know, a striker. And, and Del Piero just, you know, praising him, you know, it, really recognizing Zidane's talent. You know, playing alongside him, praising him in every way. So, it was, it was incredible. And, again, in 97, they did go to the Champions League again. But, you know, but lost to Borussia Dortmund 3-1 in the final. But, you know, Zidane unfortunately had a bad game that day, so it happens. But, you know, Zidane went on to win the Champions League again in 2002, you know, with Real Madrid. We all remember that goal, that game-winning goal that he scored, but... But, you know, there was this, that following season when Zidane, you know, in 32 matches scored seven goals. You know, they re, they retained uh, the Serie A title and... And you, you, Juventus as well, you know... To retain the, the Scudetto is pretty is really is really nice. So, you know, Juventus again made their third. They would make their third consecutive Champions League final, but they would lose to Real Madrid. So, yeah. So uh, Zidane didn't have the best luck in the Champions League final at, at Juventus, but still won the Ballon d'Or in 1998. And you know, but you know, we, we forget like any how uh, I believe that season there was actually a time where. Uh, then that time, I believe it was the 2000-2001 the Champions League when Zidane was actually banned because of a, an incident he had with a with a with a with a player in a German club. I, I don't know exactly the whole story, but you know Juventus, you know in two, in the 2000-2001 season, you know finished second in Serie A. So yeah, so th- things were really not going so well, and then you know eventually Zidane left, joined Real Madrid, you know for a then world record fee of a hundred billion dollars. Uh, it was like seventy-seven point five in uh, 
in euros, I believe. So I'm trying to see that incident. So yeah, yeah. See, I don't remember what Champions League it was, but so we kind of went through a little bit of Zidane's Juventus uh, career. Got through a little bit of the journey. So now taking really taking a look at his uh, accomplishments with uh, Juventus. I should mention again, you know, everything he, he did for France, man. You know, since I did it with some of the other players, you know, for Walsy, you know, all those guys, you know, let's see what's you know, let's go over Zidane's international career. You know, capped 108 times, 98 World Cup champion. You know, scored twice in the final. I'll never forget that. You know, also helped France win the uh, Euro in 2000. You know, in 1998, he received the Légion d'Honneur. So, 1998, you know, just like 1982 was Platini, was uh, excuse me, was Paolo Rossi's year. 1998 was Zinedine Zidane's amazing year. You know, won the Ballon d'Or, won the World Cup title, won the French the French uh, Medal of uh, Legion Medal of Honor. You know, it was great. You know, won the Euro 2000 and was named the Player of the Tournament. You know, 2006, we all know how it ended with that headbutt and. You know, but, you know, Zidane, you know, it's unfortunate his career had to end the way it did. But, you know, Zidane did win the best player for the 2006 World Cup. And Zidane's legacy is still, you know, well-respected. So, anyway, so, go, go, go through all that. You know, a little bit more of his, the international career. Man, it's incredible. So, <sighs> well, so now going through the list of accolades right here. You know, the event is, you know, five season event, you know, well, kind of, kind of like, like, like that, you know, all these appearances for Juventus, whew, man, 214 appearances for Juventus and 31 goals, not bad for a midfielder, you know, there's ability to create chances is what we like to remind on Zidane, so, so now looking at, um, and that was Juventus, again, the, the two-time Serie A winner, was a two-time uh, Champions League runner-up, but uh, consecutive runner-up, 96-97 and 97-98. But one, you know, losing the Champions League in 98, but going on to win the World Cup that summer. Zidane did, did redeem himself, but again, um, so, you know, looking at these individual, you know, won the Ballon d'Or again in 1998. You know, it, it was part of Juventus. Oh boy, you know, was a runner-up in 2000, a Serie A Football of the Year for the for the 2000-2001 season, was the Serie A top assist provider for the 2000-2001 season as well, was the UEFA European Championship Player of the Year in 2000, which was with Juventus, man, just a lot, man, you know, one of the, considered, put in a, a Juventus' greatest 11 of all time. Oh boy, you know, <clears throat> I would say Zidane, a legend in France, a legend in Juventus, a legend in Spain, you know, a legend in soccer, period. That's the legacy of Zinedine Zidane. Alright, <clears throat> so now we've gone through four. Michel Platini, Paolo Rossi, Alessandro Del Piero, Zinedine Zidane, and now we get to the final one. Gianluigi Buffon. I really felt like I had to put a goalkeeper. I really did. Yeah, it's probably a bit difficult. I didn't 
mention a defender, but you know, I, again, I will, because you know, I will mention some of the names you know that I did unfortunately have to uh, not include. And yeah, I do, I do feel bad, but th those names I'll mention, you know, they're, they're I'll consider them my honorable mentions. So. <clears throat> And I go back to Gianluigi Buffon. Oh, yeah. Never seen a... You know, there are so many unique goalkeepers in history, but I've never seen a goalkeeper just quite as unique as Gianluigi Buffon. You know, I should mention, you know, he's had two stints with Juventus. The first one was from 2001 to 2018, and the second one was from 2019 to 2021. You know, we all remember he left Juventus, you know, to go to Paris Saint-Germain. Oh, boy. You know... Had 509 appearances in his first stint with Juventus as a goalkeeper. You know, also played from with Italy from 97 to 2018. Won the World Cup in 2006. Was named the best goalkeeper of the was named the goalkeeper of the tournament for the 2006 World Cup. So, man, oh man. So now going you know going through like you know all these notes right here. You know, I, I really had to do my homework on Gianluigi Buffon. I mean considered to be the best goalkeeper of his generation. I mean, I mean, a lot of them really consider Gianluigi Buffon to be the greatest goalkeeper of all time. So, man. You know, again, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't even know where to, start, where to start. I mean, you know, his agility, the reflexes, the hands, everything. Gianluigi Buffon really is has that ability of being that player that you just can't help but admire you know an eight-time serial goalkeeper of the year you know they, they don't just give that to anybody you know like I said I don't know I mean so many goal goalkeeping awards oh it's it's over it's truly overwhelming and I believe, you know, so I mentioned, you know, he had 509 appearances in, uh, for Juventus. But, you know, and I believe in, in his entire career is, is really more morning. How many appearances in his entire career? But, you know, that, that was just so brutal. But, you know, you know, looking at gameplay right here, you know, looking at, uh, Kind of looking at basically the stats, you know. I'm telling you, these notes are just so stacked. Had 656 total appearances for actually for Juventus. The 509 was actually for Serie A. So this, you know, this one right here. Basically, like all these appearances, and I believe that he had 322 clean sheets, if I'm correct, in his career. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. This is what. This is what it says, but I'm, like I said, I'm not entirely sure because, you know, Gianluigi Buffon is, is like, last I heard, I mean, he's actually still playing. He's playing for Parma, so. Yeah, the 44-year-old goalkeeper still has a lot left in him, so. I mean, but, but we all know, you know, all, all, all the clean sheets he's got, man. He's He's got so many. I mean, I mean this one I hear, this is probably from his you know, first stint, but. I, I, I just, you know, I, I just can't imagine how many clean, she clean sheets Gianluigi Buffon has. I, I, I really don't. But, you know, there's a reason, you know, the, the nickname, I, I'm actually trying to remember, I don't remember exactly his nickname, but obviously, you know, 
he's got one, you know, of course, you know, I'd imagine he, he had earned it, so, okay, now I remember, I think, I believe his nickname is actually Superman, and we all know he, he was, he, the way he earned it was because of his unique agility, his strength, and, you know, all the, the way he played, so, yeah, so, you know, going to Buffon, sorry, I got a little bit confused, so, you know, started his career in, with Parma, you know, 95, 2001, and, you know, he's actually back at Parma now, you know, he's been there since last year, so, you know, he's going to finish his career where it ended, and, you know, Buffon's really going to, is going to leave, he's going to end his career just, you know, on an extreme high note, he's accomplished everything, it's great, so. Uh, I don't know if that, so. So, anyway, you know, going back to, uh, you know, like that, you know, John Luigi Buffon, you know, winning the most, you know, titles, you know, the most titles for, uh, you know, the most titles for uh, Juventus, I believe won a total of 21. So, you know, 10 Serie A's, 5 Coppa Italia's, 6 Co Super Coppa Italianas. Oh, boy. You know, he's made a, a, a he has the most appearances for in total as a goalkeeper. Most appearances in Serie A as a goalkeeper. Basically, the most appearances in total as a goalkeeper, according to this, is, is nearly, is a little over 680 matches, and I just hope that that's correct. So, you know, the most appearances in, a, in Serie A as a goalkeeper with 489. Man. He, most appearances in a European uh, Cup slash Champions League as a goalkeeper. Buffon holds the record, you know, 117 appearances. The most clean sheets for the club, man. Which is 308. I think the rest of them, you know, also go for uh, his time at Parma, you know, in, in international duty. Most consecutive Serie A clean sheets, you know, Buffon, you know, had that in 2015 and 2016, you know, a, a streak of 10 games. Most clean sheets for the club in Serie A, you know, Buffon also has that record. I'm mean, telling you, Buffon really, again, you know, left his mark with the club. You know, Maybe one, maybe, and I'm sure that one day he's gonna, he, if he ever gets the chance to manage, you know, to to manage Juventus, yeah, I would say, you know what, I say we should give Gigi Buffon that chance, but we'll let him decide when he retires as a player. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I, I'm I'm actually wondering uh, if he's made an announcement. But as far as I'm concerned, that no one, no announcement or anything has been made. But let's let's see. Well, I don't know. Well. At least he's in, he's he's in a good place. So, you know, he actually signed with Juventus. He actually signed uh, because Parma, I believe, was. I'm not sure. I remember if Parma was was recently relegated. So I think he kind of went back to help Parma kind of reach back the top the top table. I'm not sure, but you know, Buffon's at a point of his career. You know, he he still got you know some to offer. So, so for him to finish where it, where it all started, it, it makes total it makes complete and total sense. So. So now we can go through the list of accolades. So, you know, of course, Buffon, you know, starts some controversy of his own, and I think, you know, and I, you know, and I believe in 2006, you know, when there was the the uh, Calcipioli, the match fixing scandal. I, I think Buffon was actually accused of of making illegal bets on Serie A matches. And I think he, I think he admitted it. But he didn't. I, I think he admitted to doing to having some doing something. But there was there was other things that he denied. I mean, I, I, all I remember is that he was clear that in December of two thousand six he was cleared of everything. So I, I don't know. I mean, 
he's been. I mean, as far as that's concerned, he's he's he was cleared from it. It's all you know. It's all in the past, but. The latest thing I remember is, you know, April eleventh uh, of twenty eighteen. There was that quarterfinal, uh, that quarterfinal clash with Real Madrid when Juventus needed to, a three nothing uh, was up three nothing, which was good enough to force it to extra time because Real Madrid won the first leg three nothing. So, and I remember, you know, I remember watching this game. So it's about to, it's about to end, and it's about to go to extra time, and. Real Madrid gets gets awarded a late penalty, and man, you know, oh, it, it the the penalty was. I don't know what to say about it. I I, I don't remember the game very well. I mean, I do remember it, but I don't remember if it, how controversial it was. I always say, you know what, the fact that Real Madrid needed a penalty to advance. I mean, th- that's why I tell people like, you know what, the fact that Real Madrid could have won the game a whole lot cleaner if they had just played better. Then yeah, that's totally different. But so, so the penalty apparently Buffon did not agree with it. So I'd imagine it was somewhat controversial. But you know Buffon, being that kind of being a fearless player, you know who's really gonna make make his point across, confronts the referee who awards the penalty, and Buffon gets shown the red card, and he is sent off, and Real Madrid converts it, and and that was it. So. And the fact that the penalty came just like probably a few seconds away before uh, regulation ended, oh boy! You know, Buffon was actually uh, punished for it. Uh, I believe he, he was actually banned from th- for three games, and and he did a, and he did apologize for it. So yes, yeah, so, so Buffon really just you know got emo- you know got the you know let his emotions get the best of him. It happened. So so yeah, I really have no ill feelings towards it. So. So now going back to the honors and uh, list of, all the list of accolades. So again, you know, won so many Serie A titles. You know, and I'm just tempted to count. So I'm going to do that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten Serie A titles. And I, and I went through that already. I should have remembered. And a three-time Champions League runner-up. I remember the 2002-2003 final when AC Milan pulled off the upset over... Juventus, yeah, that was pretty difficult. And then 2014 and 2015, I think they 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 lost to Barcelona. And 2016 and, and 17, where they lost to Real Madrid. You know, man. Again, you know, 2006 World Cup champion, a European Championship runner up in 2012. Oh, man. Serial, you know, Serial goalkeeper of the year. I mean, I went through you know so many times, but let me make the count again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve times Serial Goalkeeper of the Year award winner. Incredible. Man, Sports Illustrated Team of the Decade as well, 2009. Serial Fan Award <laughs> two times, 2006, 2007. So many Best Goalkeeper of the Year awards. Man, I'm telling you. UEFA Club Goalkeeper of the Year in 2002-2003 season. The UEFA Club Footballer of the Year for that same year. Serie A Team of the Year in 2012, 14, 15, 16, and 17. Man. Serie A Footballer of the Year for the 2016-17 season. Also part of the Juventus Greatest uh, 11 of all time in 2017. Man, uh, look at all these records right here, man. 
this is just so tough to go through. Most appear again most, and I'm sure I went through it. Most appearances in Serie A with you know over 650. Most appearances for Juventus in Serie A play, and I went, through, I did go through that man. Most appearances for the Italian senior team with 176. Most all-time minutes played for the Italian national team with over 15,000. Most appearances for Italy in the in FIFA World Cup qualifying matches with 39. Oh, man. Most appearances for Italy in the UEFA European Championship in a final and then qualifying matches with a total of 58. Most appearances as the captain of the Italian national team with 80. Most goalkeeping appearances as the captain. Oh, excuse me, I just said that. Most appearances as captain at the UEFA European Championship with 13. Man. Most clean sheets for Italy. Most clean sheets for the Italian national team with 77. God, all these records with the clean sheets, goals allowed, you know, at least goals allowed. It's, oh my goodness. Well, here's one I, I should cl I close this one on. Second oldest player to appear in Syria at 43 years, 104 days. Wow. Third most expensive goalkeeper as well. Oh boy. I really let myself on this one. So, so that's my top five, ladies and gentlemen. Michel Platini. Paolo Rossi, Alessandro Del Piero, Zinedine Zidane, and Gianluigi Buffon. Well, I guess now it's time to take a little bit of time to talk about some of the players that I uh, unfortunately shunned from this, and it really does. Uh, it really, it really, it really, <laughs> it is really disappointing. You know, I, I, I mean, like I said, it, it was tough, but some of them, you know, who get honorable mentions: Giorgio Cialini. Lilian Turam, David Trezeguet, Roberto Baggio, Antonio Conte, Gianluca Zambrotta, Ciro Ferrara. Man. No, Andre Andrea Perlo, man. Yeah, the, yeah, this is definitely going to ca cause a bit of a controversy because I didn't mention him, but. You know, Andrea Perlo played from AC Milan from 2001 to 2011 before moving to Juventus, where he played until 2015. Yeah. And, of course, Didier Deschamps, you know, was part of the team that, you know, that won the Champions League in 97. Look at these other ones right here. Man. Mario Mandzukic. Alvaro Morata also played. Man. Except Morata, I don't think would have made the thing. Leonardo ben Leonardo Benucci, Edgar Davids, man, Dino Zoff. You know, of course, you know today it's it's great to see you know American player Weston McKinney having a good time at Juventus and Ronaldo. Even though he 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 wasn't the Juventus for only a few years, Ronaldo definitely like that. But Ronaldo being top five in, in Juventus of all time, no disrespect to Ronaldo, but. I would have said no. It's probably just not best. It's best to not have him on. So, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank y'all very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see y'all next time. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.